Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer, owner of Kramer Basketball and founder of the Coach's Edge. And once again, it's Tuesday, Two Tip Tuesday. And these ones really go hand in hand as I talk about how we can help our players shoot the basketball better throughout the course of the summer so that obviously we can shoot them better during the season and how that also ties into our tip number two, which is talking about building our coaching guide and our pillars. This is something that we've been incorporating with our Coach's Edge meetings in the spring and in the summer. And I'll explain a little bit about how they tie into one another. So first off, let's talk a little bit about shooting. And this comes to mind because I was doing, we've done a lot of shooting camps throughout the course of this summer. And that's also one of the cool things about the Coach's Edge membership is, I'm gonna have to count up and see how many, but a lot of our Coach's Edge members bring me in for a camp. So it's really this all encompassing, you know, basketball membership. If they bring me in for a camp, they get a discount because they're a Coach's Edge member. But also it's very easy for us when we come in to work a camp for one of our Coach's Edge members and we kind of explain, hey, here's how you can go back on the website and refresh some of the things that we've done with videos, with PDFs, some of the drills that we've done, some of the points of emphasis. And so they really complement one each other really well. So I love doing camps for specifically for our Coach's Edge members, which we've done a lot of this summer. And one of our main topics has been shooting the rock. And so I was giving a shooting lesson to a young lady and it was the first time that we worked together. And the parent, every time the, the girl would come out, was giving her like shooting tips. And, and she was like, all right, well, we can't, we can't do that, right? That's, if you're giving basketball lessons and the parent is like giving tips and coach from the side, my high school coach is listening, you know, because you hear this in the stands during games probably. Um, like, hey, we can't, you got to let me coach, right? You have to let me teach her our, our principles, our philosophies. You're just going to mess her up by giving her some of this extra noise, right? So at one point we're taking a break and she asked me some questions about um, the follow through of her daughter's shots. So, you know, sometimes she kind of twists her wrist when she follows through and, you know, is that a reason why sometimes she's missing here and there? And I said, yes, but, but, what I'm trying to concentrate on her with is the biggest thing that's holding her back from improving her shot the most. And that's the plan of attack that we should have with our summer basketball, whether it's shooting or whether it's anything else, what is the thing that it's most bang for your buck? What is the thing with a player or with your team that you can say, man, if we get better in this specific area, there's going to be a big jump. And what I tried to explain to the mother when we were having this conversation was, listen, I could, I could watch your daughter shoot and I could pick out 10 things that she could do differently. But if I tell her all those 10 things, she's going to be overwhelmed. She's not going to know which one to focus on. I said, so instead of me telling her everything that I see that she can improve with her shot, I'm looking at all of these different areas of her shot. And then I'm just, I'm, evaluating what's the biggest one that's holding her back. And we're going to work on that first. I was like, so for her, her shot was extremely, extremely flat. Okay. And occasionally, yes, she would twist a little bit on her follow through and miss it right and left. 
but that was not nearly as common, but every shot was flat. Right. And so for, for that, the first thing that we tried to focus on was as she was taking her shots, getting her hand underneath the basketball before she gets into her follow through. Cause if you think about shooting, there's really two pieces of it regarding the ball movement, right? You got the, the lift, which is the, the bring up essentially of, you know, some people hold it a little lower towards their waist. Some it's a little more towards their chest, but you're bringing the basketball up to the point where you would get into your follow through, which is extending that motion out towards the basket. And so you got the lift and the follow through. Well, she was getting into her follow through, but very little lift on the basketball. And when you do this, your hand never gets a chance to get underneath the ball. So you can really get good touch and good arc on the ball. Instead, it's more like a push, right? I mean, it, just look at your hands right now, if you're not driving and be like, boy, if my hand is behind the ball and not underneath the ball, how am I really going to get underneath it to really get touch on the ball and get a lot of arc underneath the ball? And so I was explaining to her, I was like, that's the first thing that we're going to work on with her. She's got a pretty good stance, right? There's maybe a couple of tweaks we could make with her balance, but that's not what is holding her back the most. What is holding her back the most is that she's shooting a dart, essentially. And when we get some arc on that basketball, we're going to get a lot more touch on it as well. It's going to hire her release a little bit, which is going to allow her to shoot the basketball easier against contests. So we're really going to improve a lot of things because we're moving the basketball up so she can get her hand underneath the ball a little bit. So ask yourself, as you're working with your players this summer, and then ask yourself from the team dynamic, what's the biggest thing that you can improve on to get the biggest reward and try to hammer away at that. And, you know, during the spring, we had an episode with coach Troshak and we talked about some similar things of as you're getting into, you know, at that point we're talking about as you're getting into your summer basketball and you're, figuring out how is our, how our scrimmages are going to go, our shootouts are going to go. And you probably go in with one or two things in mind, offensively or defensively, that you really want to emphasize and focus on. But then you're getting into that scrimmage and something happens. Something happens. And so that then becomes your focus. For example, uh, let's say you really want to emphasize uh, pushing in transition, pushing in transition, pushing in transition. So you're going in, you're going in, you're, you're talking about that. And then all of a sudden you're getting into uh, your, your games and you say, Oh my gosh, we got to, we got some size on this team. We should be killing them on the offensive glass, but we're, we're not crashing the offensive glass enough. And so all of a sudden that becomes your main point of emphasis. Now, is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. That's the challenge for a coach is, is something else that is correct. Just like this girl with the, with her follow through we can talk a little bit more about the twist on her wrist on the follow through. And that would be correct, but it's not the most important correct thing to focus on. And so for you and your scrimmages, Hey, you're going to emphasize a bunch of offensive rebounding now, although you preach the whole time, Hey, we're like our main focus on offense, push and transition, push and transition, push and transition. You don't want to overwhelm your players and you don't want to be scattered with the instruction type that you give someone because they're only going to be confused and they're not personally going to know what to emphasize. This goes into our second tip, which is our 
coach's guide. Now we, we finished the month of June and which is big basketball month for all of our coaches. Obviously you're doing team camps, you're, you know, doing scrimmages, a lot of those different things. And so my hope for you is that you've been able to create a coach's guide. This is something that we've gone through with our coaches edge members. And I want to share with you some of the things that, that we've talked about as far as creating a coaching guide. What are your pillars of play? What do you stand for? If someone were to go to a practice or go to a game, they would say, this is part of the makeup of your team. And it may only be, it can't be too many things. Three things, for example. I say probably no more than, than four. I'll share with you mine. Okay, offensively, I like a read-based offense, four out, one in motion, and we're emphasizing spacing, driving, the, the triggers or the, or the actions, like create and find, use different advantages throughout the court with a, a high emphasis on shot selection, which we talk about a lot, our three R's, rhythm, range, and room. We're hunting transition opportunities, which I'll talk about in a second, layups, free throws, open threes. And we're playing through our best player. All right, I think that's key. Basketball is not an equal opportunity sport, right? We're playing through our best player. They get more touches. They get best score, the shooter. They get more shots, all that. So if you were to come to see our team play, hey, they run a four-out-one in motion offense. And defensively, pick up and pressure man-to-man, right? You'll see that playing the passing lanes as far as extending. It's more of a man-to-man run and jump. We're, we're we're coming after you, right? We want to help dictate the game, if at all possible. If we're going to lose, I would like it to be more of something that, you know, we dictated almost how we lost instead of, hey, we sat back, ever someone else controlled the tempo, controlled the game, and that's how we lost. Like, we're going to put, put ourselves in the ring, right? You're going to have to beat us. Now, with that said, I'm a believer that for a team that wants to make a deep tourney run, you have to diversify a little bit, unless you're just extremely talented and so much better at one specific thing that you can go all the way. I think that's very rare. So as much as man-to-man and pressure would be what I would like to do the most, I'd like to have a zone in the bag. And that zone for me is a one-three-one, just because I've, I've uh, played it and I've, I've been an assistant coach for different programs and and I've, I've seen different examples of the one through one. I think we can run a really good one through one defense. I think it's a great change up and teams run it. I don't think they're quite going to run it the way that we would, uh, which especially goes to inviting the ball to the corners, being able to not extend the bottom player in the one through one all the way out to the corner, but trying to push with the wing from the wing defender. The ball goes to the corner. The wing defender on the one through one sits on the top side. And then if we want to, we can bring the top player in the one, three, one all the way over to the wing and deny the pass back. And there's just some different things that, you know, I would do with the one, three, one based on what I've learned from, you know, working with some other coaches that can be really, really effective. And I think that at some point, even though I'm a man to man, you know, person, it may not always fit the personnel. And at some point we may come up against the team who says, okay, you play man-to-man and that's what we eat for breakfast. We love man-to-man. So being able to throw a different type of defense at that type of team can be great. And sometimes it's just to throw them off, right? Maybe you play, you know, six minutes of man-to-man, a run and jump. Hey, we're throwing two minutes of our one-three-one at them, right? Shake them, get them out of their 
flow a little bit, then we'll go back later. And then the last thing that you would see is our transition offense. Getting the basketball up quick. If we don't have a scoring opportunity, we still want to get it inside. Maybe that's with more of a Barkley so we can move the basketball inside out and then swing the basketball. And so that easily transitions into our half court offense. That's also where high percentage shots take place. Can you get the basketball up quick, preferably with the pass? Can you get the basketball inside? Can you get the basketball inside out? And you have ball reversals in your possessions. Those are great opportunities. And at the very least in transition, can we draw a second defender? So those are what I call pillars of play. And I, I got a lot of love for Coach uh, Donovan and Franken with Michigan because he got me on this coach's guide. And uh, I was able to, to take it, run with it, you know, put all my thoughts and philosophies into it. And that's what I want our Coach's Edge members to do. And that's if you're listening, but you're not a Coach's Edge member, that's what I want you to think about is what are our pillars of play? You finish the month of June and how would you say, this is how we play. This is how we, you know, this is what we hang our hat on throughout the course of the year. Do you know that? Does your team know that, right? They don't have to know it as detailed as you, but does your team know that? And then as far as a program building aspect, is that something that you're able to relay to your assistants, to your JV, to your freshmen, even to your seventh and eighth grade coaches, as far as how you're trying to build a program, right? You don't want your seventh and eighth grade coaches playing two, three zone. When you know, when they come up to varsity, you're probably never gonna be playing two, three zone, right? I teach them man to man the whole time anyway. And not really until we get into high school would I even mess around with, hey, let's teach them a little bit of our one, three, one, bring them up through the system of some of the things that we run. Because I, I'm a firm believer that if you're a really good man team, you can become a really good zone team. But I also believe if you're a really good zone team, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good man team. And so I always start with, I always believe in starting with man to man defense first. So as a coach, you've broken down in your mind, what are our pillars of play? What are three, four things we really hang our hat on? And that's something that we always want to emphasize throughout games and practices that are going to lead to our team being more successful. And then how do you break that down? And I break the game down into four phases. This isn't rocket science. Transition to offense, transition to defense, and then your half-court offense and your half-court defense. And so I want, as a program, I, I want to have really bullet points of what are the main things that we try to hunt down and focus on in transition offense and transition defense and half court offense and half court defense. Right. And so I've already shared a little bit regarding our four out one in motion that goes hand in hand with some of our big ideas, big concepts for offense. So I'll just run through these real quick. Number one, we want to advance the ball to pass Two, we want to make sure these aren't in specific order. We want to change sides of the floor. We want to get inside out touches. We want to make sure we're filling our locations early. We want to hunt great shots, sevens or higher. If you're part of the coach's edge, you know what I'm talking about. And we want to play through our best player. Those are the main bullet points of how I would want our offense to, to look. Wasn't anything about offensive rebounding, right? Not against that. Okay, but that, that would be something that I think is very variable depending on our, our roster, just for me personally, right? Um, you know, ball screens and things like that. 
that's not, that's a very important, but that's not specific. What I just shared with you, those are the most important things in my mind for what we want to try to do. And then I get even more specific. So transition to offense. What are some of the primary concepts that we want to have? As far as our zone offense, what are some of the primary concepts that we want to have? As far as our half-court defense and transition defense, what are some of the primary things that we always want to reinforce to our players? And I would like transition defense, I'll give, give you mine. Number one, I want us to stop the ball. Number two, I want us to protect the paint. Number three, I want us to match up. I know different teams that maybe at higher levels, you, know, you stop the ball and then you, you protect the perimeter, the three, um, high school basketball, protecting the paint, right? We're protecting the paint, stop the ball, protect the paint, and then we're going to get into our matchup. And, you know, the, there's always a big idea. There's always a big concept, an overarching theme for your offense, for your defense. And so my big idea for us as a defensive team and program, it's aggressive and physical. We emphasize ball pressure, help side defense, and creating turnovers while crashing the defensive glass. That's it. That's my that's defense, big idea for defense right there. If we're doing those things and we're making some mistakes, but I know we're aggressive, I know we're physical, I know we're applying a lot of ball pressure, a lot of ball pressure and playing in the gaps when you're one pass away means the help side defense is even more vital, right? Because you don't have some more of that pack line defense to the side. So our help side, our two pass away defense has to be great. So we'll emphasize that a lot in our practices. And if we can't create the turnover, Boy, we are sending people to the glass to get it and go. We want to be a great defensive rebounding team. And I think we can do we can do all those things. Now, as you go throughout your coaching guide, again, it's always about putting first things first. It's always about saying what are the most important things for us to concentrate on and making sure that we're staying true to form in season and out of season that we're communicating these big picture, first things, first aspects of our program to the coaching staff from the youth level, from the junior high level, all the way on up. This is a great way for us to be able to communicate to our other coaches and make sure that we're on the same page as far as what you as the head coach want accomplished with your team. Do the other people in your program know what your pillars of play are? Do the other people within your program know what your big idea is offensively and defensively? Then now they can take and coach the JV team, the freshman team, the eighth grade team, whatever that might be, holding themselves to some of those same pillars, some of those same aspects that are really building your player up for success as they continue to, to grow and improve. Another one I want to throw at you right now is – what does your practices look like? Again, what do you, it's middle of the summer. What are you talking about practices? I know a lot of coaches that put a lot of thought into their practices at this point in the year, as far as what those practices are going to look like. Again, with the big ideas. So for me, practice should be fun, intense, and game applicable. I want our players engaged physically and mentally in our practices. Okay. I'm a firm believer in practicing hard so the game is easy. So our, our practices will be challenging. You will be challenged when you come to practice physically and mentally. 
right? Bring your, bring your lunchbox, bring your, bring your hat. Uh, Cause we're going to have some fun, but we are going to get after it. Right. I'm a firm believer that a silent gym is a losing gym. So we're emphasizing communication at a high level each day and have a, a handful of different things that we want to emphasize throughout the course of our practice. But I also want to make sure that it's covering important elements of what I think make up great development for a player and for a team. So we'll have skill development. We'll have small sided games. We're playing up and down five on five. And then there's obviously going to be some strategy and some game planning pieces uh, throughout, whether that's in the beginning season, maybe we're spending more time on what we are running ourselves. Maybe that's more game prep for an opponent as we get deeper into the season, but generally a practice is going to have all four of those aspects. And so we want to make sure that we're prioritizing those different things throughout the course of not just a single practice, but throughout the course of a week, a month, and a season. And how do we go about teaching those different things in different ways? Obviously, there's the teaching phase itself, which is communicating, right? There's the, the training piece as far as the, the repetitions, the situations, the reads, maybe that's one-on-o, five-on-o, that could be one-on dummy defense, some, some guided reps, it could be a randomized drill, many different ways that we can train players to, to learn and get a feel for what we're trying to accomplish in a game. And then sprinkling in with those is you're competing. That could be three-on-three, three, that could be five-on-five, five, that could be uh, within the training aspect of a one-on-one -on -one drill, a shooting competition, but we're adding competition. There will always be competition at our practice, right? I want our players to win and lose many times throughout the course of a single practice. And teaching, training, competing, these aren't simply, hey, 30 minutes of this, 30 minutes of this, 30 minutes of this. I want us to vary the instruction type throughout the course of the practice, not long segments, because that's going to allow our players to be more engaged in what they're doing, right? So big focus on skill development and a big focus on playing the game because uh, Coach Donovan had a really good quote that, that I love that said, the game teaches the game, right? And uh, the game teaches the game and it doesn't just teach it five on five. The game teaches the game in three on three. The game teaches the game in one on one. Anything where we're allowed to play in game situations is going to you know, help our players understand what we're trying to get across to them, okay? And then I can go on. We have a full segment on skill development and what that looks like within our practices, you know, how we build shooting from the ground level all the way on up. Some of the small sided games that I like to emphasize with our players, um, the one on one competitions that I like to emphasize with our players. I'll give them to you right here. We want to work on one on one in transition, one on one in the post, one on one finishing against help side and one on one finishing against the closeout. Those are the four things that I really try to emphasize as far as some of our one-on-one -on -one drills. And then we build that up one-on-one -on -one into multiplayer uh, competitions as well. So I could go on and on. And for our Coaches Edge members, you've seen this firsthand. You've seen you know my breakdown, and then you have your outline of, of what it looks like. And if you're a coach and you're listening, you're saying, man, I, I'd really like to get to see what this looks like. The Coaches Edge is, is live. So you can go to coachesedge.coach and you can sign up right now. You can always... You can always sign up for the Coach's Edge, but there's you know a week in the fall, a week in the spring, and a week in the summer where we really try to encourage coaches to join the Coach's Edge because we like to get people in at the same time. 
And then a lot of times say, Hey, the price is going to go up, which it did. You know, we talked about, uh, we didn't hire it much. We hired it a dollar per month, right? That's nothing. But, you know, we, we do want to make sure that we're continuing to serve coaches the very best that we can. I want to make sure that I'm rewarding our contributors, not just with saying, hey, you're doing a great job. I want to be rewarding them financially as well uh, for the great contributions that they're making to coachesedge.coach. And, you know, as we as we go throughout this journey of coachesedge.coach and the Coaches Edge podcast, I mean, it's our hope that, you know, we build this up to the point where we're serving hundreds and who knows, even thousands of coaches around the world with their basketball team and their basketball program through the resources that we're able to provide. I mean, we're already doing that with the podcast. I mean, I'm amazed with how many people listen to the podcast and how much it's grown this past, really the past just five or six months. And with the Coach's Edge, it's, it's the same thing. It's just a heck of a lot deeper and more opportunities between the Zoom calls that we're able to have twice a month with presentations, with guest speakers. Uh, I don't know how many times where I've brought up the Coach's Edge document that I have, and then we talk about it. We talk about, hey, do you have a plan for your small side of games? Do you have a plan for, you know, what your motion offense looks like in the half court? And we just go around with our members that are in our live Zoom calls, and, and we talk about, we share, you know, what we try to emphasize with our team, with, you know, the things that really will lead to each individual success. And the the cool thing for us is, there's a lot of coaches that have thoughts that are right on the money with other coaches. And then there's other times where a coach will mention something as far as, you know, something that they do to emphasize transition offense. Another coach is like, Oh, okay. You know, it could be as simple as, you know, we don't take the basketball out of bounds when we're scrimmaging, right? If there's a change of possession, we just immediately go because we want to emphasize not only playing fast on offense, but getting back on defense and transition little nuggets like that, where a coach is like, Oh, okay. You know, I can start to implement that right away with, with our team helps, helps a lot. And that's all part of the coach's edge membership with our coach's edge meetings that we have a couple times every single month. So there's a ton of ways that we continue to serve our coaches. We finished up the two, three zone offense course, which we started debuting the month of May and that debuted May, June. And it's a nine part uh, video series, literally hours. Like, I don't, I don't know how many hours of recording I'd say it's those nine videos are probably three hours, give or take a video breakdown, live game film review. There's a lot of fast draw on there. Um, there's more PowerPoint presentations with coach Troshak, a bunch of really effective things to playing against the two, three. It's a, it is saying it's a deep dive is an understatement as far as two, three zone offense. So that's a course that we just finished up. This past winter, we did our four out one in motion offense course with national champion AJ Burton. That's all in the Coach's Edge membership. And I told our Coach's Edge members I was working on some things with shooting. And so we've, we've redone some of the form shooting, right? We've refreshed some of that as far as our four phases of form shooting. And we've broken down uh, my 10 favorite shooting drills. And they have the PDFs. And we're uploading the videos as well. And it's not, you can find good shooting girls anywhere. Um, but one of the reasons why I think ours are really, really good, because it's not just showing you the drill of, hey, here's the drill, here's the spots, here's the points, here, how, how much time you're going to go. They are competitive drills, which I think is, is excellent. But it's sharing with our coaches the point of emphasis. When I'm showing on video a player perform our 
CMU shooting drill and we're explaining here's some of the struggles that your player is going to have. They're coming off of a sprint a lot of times. And so them being able to slow themselves down, get their shot preparation, balance underneath them, and then be able to lift up into that shot. That's going to be hard for them, right? When they do our Clay Thompson shooting drill. And so there's different moves or actions coming off of a, a wide pin down. Hey, here's, here's some of the things that your players are going to struggle with as far as getting their feet prepped and ready to lift up, rise up and knock down some of these shots. Those little tidbits of instruction combined with the drills on video, I think really set us apart in a lot of ways as far as being able to help as many coaches as we can improve an area of shooting because shooting is one of the most vital aspects of, of the game. And it's becoming more and more important with the three-point line and the variability of teams shooting a lot of threes in those games where teams are knocking them down, it's over. I mean, we've seen that a lot with the, the NBA playoffs this past year of, you know, teams are shooting a lot of threes and when they're making them, there's a lot more blowouts, right? And so to give yourself the best opportunity as the team say, yo, more often than not, we're shooting the basketball at a high level and our lows aren't quite as low and our highs are higher than they were in the past because we're shooting the basketball at a high level and our, our shooting our shooting drills combined with our shooters blueprint uh, PDFs and videos are, are a great step for, for that, especially this time of year with the off season, the month of July, uh, players can really make some individual gains. I always feel like June is, it's always about the individual player in the off season to improve, but June is a team month with the games that you're playing in the month of July is really about the player. So as a coach, are you putting your players in a position to succeed with how you teach them, what we're trying to emphasize, giving them a good game plan of what they can try to improve upon? That's really, really important. So if you're interested in joining the Coach's Edge, you can go to coachesedge.coach to join. We don't try to push it, even though you could join at any point, just because I don't feel like I'm much of a salesperson. I get a lot more joy from working with the Coach's Edge members than I do trying to say, hey, sign up for, for our membership. Um, but this is one of those weeks. So if you go to coachesedge.coach, you can register. If you have questions, you can ask me contact at currentbasketball.com. And I would be happy, even though we're in the middle of our summer camps, I'd be happy to get on Zoom with you in one of the evenings and say, hey, Coach, can you can we meet up? Can you you know show me a little bit of the back end of the site? What are some of the things that you provide? And I'd be more than happy to do that because we have some really cool stuff with culture and leadership, some really great stuff with strategy. We've already talked about some of that with the two three zone. We already have a one three one zone offense course. We have a ton of like hundreds of videos in the areas of skill development, which is still the biggest area why coaches come to Kramer basketball and come to the coach's edge is they're looking for different ways that they can continue to improve their program as far as being able to shoot, to pass, to pivot, to finish, to defend, handle the rock, attack, all those different things. And that's still the, the bloodlines of the coach's edge is player development. So if you have any questions about that, you can let me know as well. Contact at KramerBasketball.com at Steve21Kramer on Twitter. Happy to talk to you more about what, we have in store for the coach's edge and we're only going up. We are only going up. So as we finish out, I want to share with you a couple testimonials. Aaron Foose, Lakota high school, Ohio, just finished her first year last year uh, as a varsity coach. They had a great, great season as she was an assistant for a while. Since working with Steve, I have used his website numerous times for plays 
season workouts, shooting workouts, et cetera. He has a wealth of knowledge of the game and really knows how to take a player and break down their skills to improve their performance. I love that he talks about the mental aspect of the game as well as having physical ability and basketball IQ. That's one of our Coach's Edge members, Aaron Foose. We already had the, also had the chance to run basketball camp with her uh, and her program. So, I mean, it's, it's just awesome when we have Coach's Edge members and we're actually going to work with their program as well. Here's another one. Coach Joe Jacobs, Frankenmuth Girls Basketball. He was just the D2 AP Coach of the Year, which is, I mean, props to you, Coach Jacob. That's just an unbelievable, unbelievable accomplishment. So uh, this coaching group has been vital to my coaching success from the standpoint that every situation and scenario is covered. As a coach, you're always striving to be better at your craft and coach's edge allows me personally to do this. I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's high praise. I, sometimes I get goosebumps reading some of the testimonials from, from our members. I was like, man, they really, they really like the coach's edge. Like this is, this is sweet. Um, so I certainly appreciate that. And I appreciate you for listening. So if there's anything that I can do for you, please let me know. I hope you guys are having a great uh, summer and uh, you're able to say, hey, our guys are getting better. Our girls are getting better. At the same time, uh, you're enjoying yourself this summer, staying safe, having fun. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. And as always, get after it today.